BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Another great week. It's NEB Preps with my man Jacob Padilla, and it's always interesting because if I get him the first, whatever time he gets here, I'm monopolizing his time to talk about a lot of other things than what we're doing the pod, but that's just because we like to play catch up, man. Good morning. How are you? Good, yeah, trying to uh, trying to squeeze a couple different conversations into a very short pre-show <laughs> discussion here. Hey, they like, next time I'm, I'm just, I think I should just like book you for a couple of hours. <laughs> as long as we're not around the gym, because I know you're not going to talk to me while you're taking, yeah. getting stats, but at least I'll get some time after. Yeah, I was going to text uh, you about one of the things we were talking about, but I was like, oh, I'll see you tomorrow, I'll talk about it in person. And then I get the text, hey, we got to start right away. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Got places only to only because my 1045, I have to like log in or I have yeah. to, you know, you have to type in your thing and you got an appointment and it's early. So I just, I, I, I'm kind of on the clock. So let's, uh, let's, let's d- get d- to dive it. right yeah. in. Like, can I just ask you something that I asked you off pod or off air that I, I'm, I'm curious. Can do you think, and, and maybe it's individual, but how much is too much to take on when you want to gel or try to have some cohesiveness over the one or one month high school period before guys kind of go back to their AAU and, and split up. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably the, the the toughest thing to get out of June. Then you can't. That's not really what you're hoping to get. You're hoping to kind of get it started, but with the amount of kind of change from one uh, people that are there for the Monday night league may not be the people that are there playing for Thursday. Um, who may not be there on Saturday for whatever you're in. So it just kind of – you never know who's going to be there. Rarely do you have your whole lineup um, all, all month long. Uh, and, I mean, those that tend to or are close to it are the ones that have the most success because <laughs> that's, that's what their team's going to look like, and uh, especially teams that have brought a lot back. So, um, it, it, again, it's more about kind of getting that started, especially with the, the, your players that are new to the lineup, whether they're transfers, whether they're coming up from JV, whether they're freshmen, kind of incorporating them into, all right, this is what, this is kind of what varsity basketball uh, feels like. It's a little different. You're gonna, it, not scouting reports and, and all that like you're going to see during the regular year. Um, but the, the level of competition, the athleticism, the um, what coaches are asking of you, that's all, that's all there. So you can – that, that's kind of the biggest thing I think you can get out of June um, because, again, like the, the results 
they don't matter. Uh, it depends on who, who's there, uh, matchups, kind of just – Sometimes guys, teams don't play well, as we talked about in the uh, that, that very first Miller North deal. Kind yeah, of round yeah. robin and teams beating each other, just um, results. And that's like I that I was between about, Miller yeah. North Central and yeah. prep. And like I tweet about scores because I mean they're there and someone's keeping score, but that's the least important part of what I'm there for in June. It's more about all right, who's playing well and what does this look like. So for um, this past week, you got a chance to make quite a few rounds was that three or four different sites you were at uh i uh, so i guess because we get a loop in the entire week here i was at uh prep on or uh, i was down in lincoln on thursday for the lincoln summer League. i love the tweet too hey just stopped in <laughs> wanted to catch up on i'm like my man just made a conscious effort to drive to lincoln to get some <laughs> to get some games in yeah. it's not like it, it was on his way to the grocery store and he's like hey Let's go hop in the gym and see what's going on. Like, I mean, that's commitment. Yeah. I was there on Thursday. Then Friday at, started at Creighton Prep for the prep portion of the Prep Boys Town shootout. And drove over to Creighton for the, the start of their team camp. Well, not the start. The, it started earlier in the day. But the, the night session of their Friday portion of the, the team camp. Went back there on Saturday. Then Monday I uh, went over to the Papio South uh, pod of the, um, the new prep. Uh, varsity Monday Night League, um, four teams over there playing. So. Do, do you like the fact that it seems to have gravitated more towards the high school sites as opposed to like a field house or a UBT or? For, for my purposes, no. I um, know, right? Because we used to be able to get it all under one roof. And that's what, like, that's the deal. Like, again, it's kind of like you go there. There are four teams there, and that's all you get to see. Two games between four teams. They play a game and they swap uh, opponents, and they play a game. And, whereas OSA. Uh, out there at UBT, you've got what, like six courts, and you could just yeah. walk around and, and see them all. Five, six, seven, eight. Right now, you got games going on out there, um, and six court, four, five, six courts going on at the same time. So you can kind of walk from one to the next. You can see more, and that's really for this Monday night league. Like, I know I'm, I'm locked in the West Side watching just to two teams travel, and it's like, man, after it's like 15 or 18 yeah. or whatever points, it's like. I'd love to be able to mosey on over and see what, like, let's yeah. say, wh whomever's doing, right? Yeah. There was only one semi-competitive game out of the four uh, at Papia I didn't see uh, any. Monday. Yeah. So that, that, that's the downside of it. And, again, like with these, these uh, varsity leagues, uh, the one where you're in every week and you're playing multiple games, th those are the ones I like to just kind of float around and see a little bit of everybody just to get a better feel for, all right, who's playing with them? kind of um, maybe seeing some individual players that I might not get to see a ton of. Um, like that's that was part of the good thing about going down to Lincoln, seeing a few people there. Um, so that, that's what I like of that. And then I like kind of supplementing that with, okay, the weekend deals where you're, I'm sitting down, I'm watching full games, uh, I'm, I'm taking stats and all that, just to kind of get that mix of, all right, seeing as much as I possibly can, but also still like sitting down and watching full games and understanding, all right, who did what in that game versus just – Seeing a couple minutes here and there. Well, all right, let's let's start in Lincoln. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, impressive uh, showing from Crete. Um, again, I think they're definitely going to be right there in the mix in B. Last year was not an accident, right? Yeah. We agree on that. That 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 was building. Yeah, and th they've got some some good front court size. And man, but the the story was Aiden McDowell. 
um, senior guard. He uh, good athlete. So again, like I'm not sitting there charting the whole games or whatever, but I was told um, that he put up 39 against Lincoln Southwest. Uh, that's <laughs> that's pretty good. 39 points in a summer league game. Yeah, that uh, would be great against you and I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, so, <laughs> for sure me. I don't know about you. You probably get some stops. Me, not so much. Yeah, so one of the refs uh, came. I was standing with uh, Midland assistant Cam Shuknet, and one of the refs came over and said, hey, uh, you better be watching this number 11 or whatever. I was like, okay, must because uh, I was bouncing back and forth. It's like, must, must be playing well. And then, By the way, how about Midland's presence? Yeah, they've been everywhere. They uh, are everywhere. Yeah, whether it's Tyler himself, Cam. I saw their GA at Papio South on yeah. Monday. So credit to them and that, that new staff trying to – they work. work. Yeah, trying to put down uh, those roots and establish those relationships. Obviously, Tyler, already a little bit, but yeah, he's, yeah. a little different when you're recruiting for a D1 versus the NAI. So you've got to kind of expand that more, um, even if he's a, someone that is known a little bit more than like a brand-new coach coming in. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Aiden McDowell was really good. Um, Southeast, they uh, – Got a little trippy between Southeast and Southwest. Uh, it's it's going to be like that yeah. with the Lincoln schools. We, yeah. we, now have some, we now have some bitterness and some rivalries. A lot of folks changing addresses. It's personal for some. Yeah, you got multiple former Knights on Southwest. You got for, multiple former Silverhawks on Southeast. Uh, S- Southeast got the better of that one, won that pretty handily. Um, they're look, so they look pretty solid down I think they were 4-1 and one overall. Pius, um, Lincoln Pius the 10th there. Looking pretty good. They got, um, obviously, Trayson Anderson in the middle, who just committed to North Dakota State. Um, congrats to him. Good get for them uh, early. I thought he may let it play out a little. And uh, probably didn't, didn't hurt that he has a former teammate, uh, Sam Hostrider, up there, um, probably in his ear a little bit, saying, hey, come join me up here. Yep. Um, so he found a good spot and decided, you know what, all right, I- I'm good on this. Um, and he's a loyal guy, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people tried to get him to come play with them in the summer and he has his AAU team, and that didn't waver. He wanted to get him out of Pius. That, you know, I mean, he seems to, to have a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Unfortunately, Pius isn't at full strength. So Adam Searcy, who's starting guard last year, um, he's injured. Michael Haith was out of town. Um, he's a junior that w- will play for them this year. And then uh, they look good with uh, shooting around Trayson with, uh, with Kellen Hum, with Drew Drake getting in the paint and making plays. Um, he's kind of crazy. Drake is kind of creative. Yeah. I, I, you know, he gets to these weird spots on the floor. <laughs> like, I, I like, I like kind of his feel for the game. Yeah. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to five hundred thousand dollars with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application, and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Um, so they, they look good down in Lincoln, and then... Uh forward to the prep on uh on thursday or on friday and unfortunately tracing uh rolled his ankle early on and uh, you were in the catbird seat i was looking at a couple of your shots from twitter you like to you could cover all the courts well uh there wasn't really an option there um <laughs> seating was because they're using all three courts yeah. so you got to kind of have to 
Uh, I was sitting down on the main court. I was sitting down in the birdcage, but uh, if I was watching games on either side, I had to be up uh, up top looking down. So um, another uh, Cohen Sand at Lincoln Christian. I saw um, he's back. He spent a year at Lincoln East. Um, he'll help them uh, and get a kind of chance to be a significant player for them. Um, saw. Um, uh, I, I guess that's probably the the standouts from like in just Pius and Southeast in particular. Uh, Southwest problem with Southwest is just w- with who they have available with none of their baseball kids. S- They're s- just so small. Yeah, we saw that at, at yeah. Westside on Monday. Yeah, just the, like all those small guards are good players, but it's just hard to have a well-rounded team when you're, you're playing a bunch of those guys together. Um, so it's basically Frager and then a lot of sub six foot guards playing around him for the most part right now. Um, they, they've got, uh, some Jackson Carpenter football. Um, he is such a good, a- he's such a good athlete. And that's the thing with a physical, strong, good athlete. Um, Carter Chamberlain is a senior, is more mature, obviously baseball kid. They got Reed Nagel, six, four, um, probably the tallest player, uh, for them, um, uh, outside of Frager, and um, he, he hasn't been there either. So that's kind of like Southwest, what it looks like now isn't necessarily, I think it's more of a trial run, figuring out, all right, what's kind of the hierarchy of these guards, who's going to be able to help us mm-hmm. this year, who maybe has to keep working to, to bide their time uh, once we get everybody back together in the, in the high school year. But um, How do you think the Cruz-BJ thing works out? Uh, th- that'll be interesting. That's uh, something that uh, – Coach Ba and that staff are going to have to work through and, and the players coming back trying to figure out, all right, how can we put these guys in the best position to be successful? Um, they, they just got to focus on not trying to do too much. That's the, that's the key for them. Um, I, I know in that uh, in the Brian shootout, like the first game, um, Jackson had uh, six assists, only one turnover. Like focus on making plays and making the right play, mm-hmm. y- you can be really I- impactful that way. I think uh, he had like six boards in that too, um, like maybe 10 points, um, and, and then maybe turned it over a little bit more than he, he um, completed assists uh, in, in the other games after that I saw. So it's um, kind of the same thing with BJ where he's, his hints have tough shots, but you got to make sure you don't fall into, all right, no pass possessions where you're, you're trying to you're cook your man as opposed to just running offense and making the game easy on yourself and your teammates, especially at that point guard spot. So, again, new guys coming in, that's always something you're going to have to work out there, um, and that's what June is for. You're taking a look at some guys that that may be flying under the radar but are garnering some collegiate interest guys. Like, you know, we've talked about Cade Cook a couple of times. Um, there are guys like that that we kind of forgot were in relatively new places are there some guys out there like that that have drawn your interest? You, you, re, you referenced Boys Town, um, where you may have some guys that are kind of flying under the radar, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're back playing at this school that, that maybe kind of have your attention. Um, I don't know if there's I saw anybody this week that we haven't already talked about. Um, uh I think we've hit on a lot of the, the main ones. Um, I guess, I mean, Papio South, they, uh, they were pretty impressive on Monday night. Um, just, I think they hit 14 threes in the first. I walked in. Uh, if you don't scout them and you just go to play and play pickup, you will get drilled. They, they, they played Lincoln East on, in their first game on Monday. I walked in their first so they scored 23 points in the first quarter. The first 21 were on threes. Yeah. Their first seven you, buckets you, you were don't, threes. You don't touch ball in those guys, and yeah. you let 
Reese dribble. Yeah. <laughs> They'll uh, get you. So West Frost, I saw also uh, in a, the, another yeah. changing addresses that kind of flew under the radar. Yeah. So I was kind of getting at it. Uh, Papiaset also beat Westside uh, yeah. on uh, at prep on uh, on Friday. Um, and again, obviously, Westside still playing without Caleb, but they got pretty much everybody else. Um, so it was a low scoring game, but in that game, West Frost had 11 points. Um, Hit, hit, a, hit a big three. He scored most of his points in, in the fourth quarter late there um, to, to get going. And um, Jacob Young from Millard West scored 10 points in the, uh, the second quarter um, to, to get him off to uh, 10 of their 16 points there to, to keep that thing tied at halftime. So a couple of guys that uh, maybe mentioned but uh, weren't on kind of the, the first wave of transfer discussion. Um, you, you mentioned Cade Cook. Man, he – He's exact like he is going to be so big for them because they don't have much in the front court outside yep. of him. He just inhaled rebounds for them. Didn't didn't play great offensively at the Creighton team camp, um, but man, just cleaning the glass, handling the ball. He can do go. a lot of different things yeah. because he grew so fast, but he still has those backcourt tendencies from when he was a smaller guy. Now he's six six and he's playing in the front court. A hundred percent. So. Um, they, di- they didn't have Alex Wilcoxon at the Creighton team camp, so they got um, s- some young guys, uh, some playing time up with the varsity level. Um, but Landon Pekorski, pretty darn good, uh, even without uh, Wilcoxon. Uh, Alec Wilkins as well played well. And, and then, again, Cook just kind of doing a uh, little bit of everything, um, just cleaning the glass and, like I said, again, handling it, allowing Pekorski to play off the ball a little bit or to push in transition and then to get him so he can attack a uh, defense again, kind of in, in in transition, so allows them to do uh, a, a, a lot of different things. Um, so that that's kind of prep was really impressive at, at their um, team camp. They, the first game was against Bell West. Trinell and, and Clawson, plus with a young backcourt where you have the potential to be dynamic. They're interesting. I don't know about their depth, but they have some serious matchup problems if they want to play that way with. Chanel and Clawson. Yep, 100%. I mean, they combined for 24 points, 12 rebounds, six steals, two blocks uh, against Bell West in that uh, one in overtime, 69-61, and they, um, they shut out Bell West in the extra period, uh, one at 8 nothing. Let me ask um, you something about Bellevue West real quick. I got into this great debate Thursday before leaving for Chicago. Will you, even with all that they have returning and experience, will you see it show up that Coach Woodard is no longer on the bench or Josiah Dotzler is over there on Dodge Street. Yeah, uh, the latter, you'll definitely see it, and that's why I think it's going to – I mean, obviously we'll see kind of the impact Woodard has and uh, not going to show up in June because Coach Klein did most of the coaching in June and, anyway. And, and, I, and I, <laughs> I said Dotzler, and it was yeah. no disrespect oh, yeah. to Woodard because he's my favorite, but he, Josiah did so much even though they bring a ton back. And a lot of those guys played for Woodard, so uh, they, they know – uh, all, all those uh, um, kind of th- the way that he wants you to play that's ingrained in those guys coming back. Um, so may, this this first year, maybe there's moments here or there where Woodard would have done something different, but I think for the most part, um, uh, Klein's a good coach. They'll, they'll be able to, with this group, um, kind of carry over a lot of that continuity. But the, the difference, like, and that's why I've kind of when people ask me what it's going to be like, who's going to be the favorites is – 
I think it's going to be more open than it's been for years. I, I mean, I'm in complete agreement with you, but I still think Bellevue West starts out as one. But you're right. It This will be very wide open. A hundred percent. But the difference is you don't have high major seniors running around like we have the last several years. Either multiple D1 guys on one team oh or That's a good high point. major guys kind of leading the point like Josiah Doster, like uh, Jason Green. Like, obviously, um, Chucky Hepburn and Hunter Will Salas. Kyle, Hunter Salas and St. Thomas and all, all those guys. So um, you don't have that kind of high and talent, so it'll come down to, all right, the more complete teams, the just really good high school players. And Bellevue West obviously has Jay and Jackson as well, who is a D1 player, even if he's not necessarily the going to Creighton or somewhere like that or Gonzaga or whatever. Um, so, I, yeah, I definitely think Bell West starts from that point, um, but I don't think they're – I don't think they're going to beat everybody by 20 this year in every single game. Um, <laughs> so, uh, one other shout-out, Norse. Um, we talked about they're going to be good in B. I oh, talked about Crete. 100%. Saw them at the camp. And I'm telling you, they got an incoming freshman class that's legit. Too. And uh, they're – I mean, they might even be a year away. Like, imagine – they, they don't have I'm a whole you. lot in the senior I, class. I, I'm with you. I, I'm, I, we are in lockstep on Norris. They've got a good group coming. Well, All right. I tell you what. <clears throat> how are we going to split up this next week? Good question because uh, I'm going down to Kansas City with Sauter. So we'll see the girls on, on uh, Friday and the boys on Saturday. So you, you're just going to post up at, at Hy-Vee Arena? Yep. Why are we going to be in the same place? <laughs> Uh, fortunately, there are a bunch of teams down there. So we the schedule yeah. sucks, right? Yeah, Did you read, like, just finding the teams on? The, it's not the most user-friendly deal. Yeah, it's a good thing we're all under one roof. That's why I put it all in my notebook and try to organize things and figure it out from there. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, it's, you heard the music. I I think we can still hear the music. Sometimes I just hear I think it. We in talk my, through it. <laughs> sometimes well, he doesn't have to kill it. That's the good thing about being a good producer. Shane, just to make me feel better, can we get some of the end music? Hey, hey there we go. Uh, another fantastic Feeling week. Feeling better? Yeah, yeah, I feel better. We'll we stop will, talking now. <laughs> we'll we will be in Kansas City together this weekend. That's Jacob Padilla. I'm Damon Benning. It's another episode of Nebraska Preps postgame. Be with us next week. Don't you miss it. A Herd at Sports Network production.